This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program. We sit down and chat with our good friend, United States Senator Joe Donnelly specifically about the plan in the Senate to repeal and replace Obamacare. Senator Donnelly, not a fan so far of what the Republicans have put forward. And so we talked to him about that, uh, where we're at, what he's hearing. Is he being asked to be involved in the conversation and what he thinks might ultimately happen? Plus, we talk a little bit about Senator's Donnelly, Senator Donnelly's work on a bill that would uh, provide some incentive for folks to enter the workforce to help people with drug addiction. So here we go. Conversation with United States Senator Joe Donnelly. Senator, how's it going? We are working. Uh, we're supposed to see another version of the health care bill today, and I'm, I'm very hopeful that it will um, make sure that every Hoosier is covered. Okay, let's start with that. Uh, wh what were your thoughts from the initial draft that came out that you wanted to see changed? Yeah, a couple of the things that I've been hoping to see change was that the initial draft would have ended coverage for over 300,000 Hoosiers. And, you know, those are our friends and neighbors in Brownsburg and everywhere else. Additionally, it would have, for those with pre-existing conditions like diabetes or uh, multiple sclerosis, it would have, at the very least, dramatically increased premiums and probably made it unaffordable to get insurance. Um, thirdly, that all tr opioid treatment that was included before would have been ended at the same time that this is getting worse than ever. And finally, older Hoosiers who are, you know, 55, 60, 62, at my age, um, that their premiums, our premiums would have quadrupled, quintupled from like 5,000 to 20,000, which is unaffordable. There seemed to be a bipartisan pushback, especially in the Midwest. I know Rob Portman is on this as well, to get more money in there for the drug, uh, drug, addiction, drug addiction and drug treatment. Yeah, Rob's been a great partner in this effort that we've been pushing real hard, um, he and I both and others, um, to try to make sure that we can have uh, the, the appropriate coverage for drug treatment because, as you know, this problem's not getting less. Um, it's very, very critical. And to simply walk away from uh, being able to provide treatment makes no sense at all. Again, our guest, United States Senator Joe Donnelly. Senator, um, are you happy with some of the things you're hearing about the changes, or do you still feel like there's a long way to go? You know, they, uh, believe it or not, um, have not shown us any of the changes. Really? I think, yeah, none. Um, <laughs> it's supposed to be introduced in about three hours. 
and um, I guess it's secret squirrel time here. Okay, uh, what uh, you have you have recognized that there are some taxes, some things that are detrimental to uh, Hoosier businesses, others throughout right. the country. Would you like to see some of those taxes repealed as part of Obamacare changes? Oh, sure. You look at something like the meta, the medical device tax. Um, the actual Affordable Care Act that's in operation right now actually produces um, more income than the cost of the bill. And so we're in a position that we could eliminate the medical device tax, which I think could create more jobs in Indiana. Okay, Senator, you've been working in a bipartisan manner, as you often do, uh, this time working on treatment for those with addictions. It's called the uh, Strengthening uh, the Addiction Treatment Workforce Act. What is it? Well, what we're doing is Senator Lisa Murkowski and I, um, my friend from Alaska, the Republican senator there, um, have joined together to try to make it so that if people, in effect, come into the area of uh, addiction treatment, mental health treatment, if they're a sociologist, psychologist, doctor, others that are in that coming into that field to help, that if they'll make a two-year commitment, we'll help reduce their student loans. And so it's a win-win that we get a two-year commitment to have somebody who is willing to help provide mental health services, addiction services, and in return we help them with their with their uh, student loan that they were able to accumulate. This seems like a pretty good idea because this is like the new crisis, and it's nice to see government trying to be right. proactive in terms of getting people into this field. Yeah, and trying not to do it with like, oh, we're going to stick you, you know, a government program to force you to do this or that. What we're saying is if you're willing to do this and find a location that you love, we're willing to help out with your loans. Senator, are you finding a lot of support amongst your colleagues for this? Almost overwhelming, yeah. It's been tremendous. All right, uh, some good news for you, and I know you don't look at polls a whole lot, but there's a new poll out that that came out that said 53% of the people approve of the job you're doing. That's pretty good for today in politics, right? You know, um, I, I will take that any day. <laughs> why do people? Uh, why do people like you so much? You know, I, 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 my only goal is to try to do a good job, to make our lives a little bit better, to create more jobs, see bigger paychecks, and uh, um, I'm really, really, really lucky to serve the people of Indiana, and I never forget it. So again, our guest, United States Senator Joe Donnelly. In the couple minutes we have left here with you, Senator, I want to circle back. You've been pretty forceful, at least by your standards, in terms of your criticism of the uh, Senate, the initial Senate plan to repeal and replace Obamacare. Is that sort of outside your comfort zone to be that vocal about something? Yeah, I was wishing I'd actually met with a bunch of uh, my Republican colleagues who were really working to try to get a bipartisan bill as well. And we put some uh, really solid ideas together. And then the next day, um, the leadership on the, on the Republican side said, we, we don't want those ideas. And I thought, you know, what a waste of time that you have people who want to help, who want to be of assistance, and you're not even willing to listen. And so what I'm hoping is that um, at some point soon they'll listen, because this is about making sure that the person with diabetes can get health care, that the person who has a heart condition can go see a doctor and, and not go broke in the process. That's what this is about. Do you have partners out there on the Republican side that feel the same way as you do? Absolutely. Yeah. And they are, in effect, almost just waiting for this process to go through, um, at which point we uh, to to finish, I guess, is the better word. And then we can sit down at a table and get a real bill done. That's what I'm hoping, at least. OK, Senator, final thought. They, Mitch McConnell has delayed the August recess. Do you think the Republicans will be able to get something through or do you think they'll have to come back to the table and get guys like yourself involved? Well, I hope they'll come back to the table because I think it provides a better bill. Um, you know, I have the same goals as they do of making health care uh, premiums lower, deductibles lower, um, higher quality care. 
and there's no corner on good ideas. And so the more good ideas we have, uh, the better the bill will be. Senator, always a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks a lot. We'll uh, chat again soon. Thanks very much. That was United States Senator Joe Donnelly, and it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with the Obamacare repeal and replace plan. More on the way next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415 415- Two three one three eight seven one. That's four one five two three one three eight seven one. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at five hundred five North Green Street in Brownsburg. Doctor Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is eight five two five nine 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 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Speaking now with our good friend, data guru, political historian Scott Strong. And uh, Scott has a new study out. This is what Scott does. He studies trends. He studies history, government, you name it. And, you know, there's that old saying, nothing new under the sun. And he forms what he calls predictive patterns based on what we've seen before. And he's got a new sort of predictive pattern out about the federal judiciary. And uh, the Supreme Court gets so much attention. Of course, Donald Trump's appointment of Neil Gorsuch brought a lot of eyes in, in the national spotlight. But these lower courts in the federal government are so important as well. And right now, Democrats outnumber Republicans. And Scott took a look at this about what might happen if Donald Trump serves out a full eight years. And Scott, uh, this could be the most important thing Donald Trump does is shaping not just the Supreme Court, but the lower federal courts. That's exactly right. And this may be as important, if not even more important than the Supreme Court. And this is the thing I think the Republicans need to hang their hat on in the 2018 senatorial elections. Yeah. So you did a study on how many appeals court justices and the breakdown of appeals court justices, as well as the uh, the district court ju- uh, justices. And these are very important because take the travel ban, for example, the chaos starts with some local federal judge declaring the travel ban unconstitutional. The goofy appeals court upholds it and he gets lucky that he's got the Supreme Court. But these guys can really cause havoc on these lower courts. Yeah, and if you have the right people on those lower courts, all of a sudden the travel ban isn't an issue at the Supreme Court, and that's why these lower courts are so important. Now, you have really done an in-depth analysis on this. It is fascinating to show right now, and you would think this, of course, because Obama was in office for eight years, but -hmm. in these lower courts, the Democrats are dramatically outnumbering Republican judges. Okay, so when we take a look at the breakdown of this, there's about 865 federal judgeships. Um, When you take a look at that, um, the U.S. Circuit Circuit Court of Appeals has 13 circuits with 179 judges. Right now, 90 of those are have been appointed by Democrats. 
69 by the GOP nominees, and there's 20 open. Um, the reason there's so many open is the last year of the Senate, the Republicans held up a lot of the nominees. Um, if you take a look at the U.S. district courts, there's 94 districts with 677 judges. 340 of those were nominated by the Democrat and 229 by the GOP nominees. So there's 108 that are open. So you make the case in your uh, your presentation that you put together, again, our guest Scott Strong, talking about a presentation he's done, in-depth analysis on federal judges and the impact Trump can have on the federal court system, that basically when these open appointments get put together, they'll pretty much be even. Um, and then from there, if he can get these open seats filled, that he can really start stacking in these Republican judges. Yes, that's cur- that's correct. So what's going to happen is when Trump appoints them, it's almost 50-50. It's like 89 to 90 on the circuit court, 336 to 340. But the interesting, even in the five months that since Trump has taken office, there's been 28 more additional retirements that have been announced. Now, the thing is, is most of the older judges are going back to the Clinton administration. So there are more Democratic judges that are retiring than Republicans. So literally, by the end of the first year, when Trump can make these current appointments in, the Republicans will have a slight majority on both of these lower courts. And these judges are so important because a lot of times the Supreme Court just refuses to hear cases. And normally when that happens, whatever the lower court's ruling is will stand. That's correct. So, But the good news is for the conservative side of the thing, this is only Trump's first year. So you've got three more years, and what I'm saying, looking at the predictive analysis, while he's just going to go up about 51 percent of all the lower courts being a Republican nominee or a conservative in those bases, over the, his term, he'll probably, if he serves for two terms, he'll appoint probably – well, we're, show, we're showing right now he'll appoint four more Supreme Court judges. He'll appoint 250 district judges, that's estimated, and appoint another 45 circuit judges. So um, not only will it shift the Republican to the Supreme Court, but we'll probably have, by the end of his term, 60 to 65 percent of all the people on the courts will be of a conservative vent or nominated by the Republicans. Now, Scott, tell me why you think there's going to be four openings, because that's a lot. I think Obama got two. He would have got three, but they held up Garland. Bush got two. You say four more. That'd be five if you include uh, include Gorsuch. Yes. So the reason I say that is we've got eight years. We've got another seven and a half years. So when you look at the statistics and the probability, we're already got two people that are probably going to retire shortly. Um, One, you know, being, you know, a couple a couple of those people that are being Gingrich that's been talking against, that's been talking about retire. We have Anthony Kennedy that are already there. And then while the rest are younger, when you take a period of this time, the probability is high that you'll have one or two turnover within this time. A lot of these people have been purposely holding on to get a new president in here. So probably within the next couple of years, we will have more people leave. 
Again, our guest Scott Strong, we're talking about the shape of the federal judiciary and the impact Donald Trump can have on it. He's done a great in-depth analysis of this. And Scott, you mentioned eight years, and you say eight years because, and you called this during the Republican primary, you study data, that's what you do, you analyze history. You're saying it's almost a lock, despite all the craziness going on right now, the predictive pattern tells you that Donald Trump will get two terms. Yes. So we've done this prior. And so with his things that he's starting to do now with the things that he's addressing, this is going to fire up the base. And we're showing that he will make a second term because he makes a second term. We're even going a little bit further and predicting now there is a high probability because of his success that he might be like a Ronald Reagan, that he would pave the way for his vice president, which is Mike Pence, to be elected after him. If that happens, you could see 75 to 80 percent of this um, court federal courtships be put in by Republicans just because of the success of Trump. And we, if that happens and Pence serves two terms, he could nominate three or four more Supreme Court judges. So, Scott, why is it that we hear about Supreme Court, Supreme Court, Supreme Court, but the case that you're making here in this study, the biggest impact Trump will have, while the Supreme Court's important, it's going to be this lower judiciary. Why don't we ever hear about people people talk about these judges that get appointed? Because as we saw in Hawaii, that's a huge deal. If that judge isn't out there, if it's a Republican judge, there is no travel ban lawsuit that goes to the Supreme Court. That's right. I think it's probably because it's it gets down a little bit into the minutia. And on any one given day, one federal judge doesn't make that big of a news unless he's like nominated from Indiana. But right now we're seeing Trump has 12 percent of the federal judiciary that's open today that he's locking in and putting people in. And so what happens one one person judge doesn't make a difference. But the wave of the judges over a term of eight years, four to eight years, does have this because the usual president will nominate and turn about 30 percent of that bench. Scott, do you know anything about how presidents pick the lower court judges? I mean, we know very clearly on the Supreme Court it was I've got this in the case of Trump. I've got this list of 21 names and the Federalist Society's helping me put them together. And I think he worked with Heritage, too. It's well versed. These people are in the appeals courts or state Supreme Courts, how do you go about picking these lower court judges? Because Trump can't be that, or any president can't be that educated on lower court justices. Yeah, so what he's going to have is he's going to have a legal team of scholars, and sometimes this can be like some of the groups that you just mentioned. And it's, you know, just as the Republicans have their side of scholars, you've got people within that court system that know those people, that study those decisions. The the Republicans' GOP side, the way they do it is they look at how the rulings are coming down from those um, justices on judges on any courts. And it's like anything. So we will nominate and elect judges here in Hendricks County. Those will get nominated up to like the state Supreme Court. We've seen the governor, Eric Holcomb, just appoint the last. So he's got now five Republican judges taking off the last Evan Bayh appointment years ago. And so they will study those people and their positions and bring them up. Now, sometimes on the other side, they'll do just the opposite. They'll look for the characteristics of the person without too many judge um, rulings to try to kind of slip them through because that can come up against them in their nomination hearings. 
Scott Strong, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, don't forget, Scott uh, with us all the time here, bringing us these great, fun facts that you're not going to find anywhere else right here on Central Indiana Today. Take a break. More on the way next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, our interview with Senator Joe Donnelly or Scott Strong and his predictive pattern on what Donald Trump could do with the U.S. federal courts, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. All you have to do is search Central Indiana Today. And as always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org or call 415-231-3871. That's 415-231-3871.
The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information... You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.